1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
1: in Windsor. Mike, what's going on? When you redo your contract, you get your wife on this show. Yeah. She is amazing. One of the toughest parts of being a bartender, I am told, is figuring out who's drunk and who's just stupid. <laughs> and I feel a little bit like a bartender and trying to figure out the Biden administration and inflation. Some people say, hey, these local governments wanted to lock down businesses, they wanted to force mandates, they wanted to keep the kids locked out of school. Hey, you're damn right I overruled them on that because they were A person who identified himself as James G. Morrison and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayan in New York to follow the jury bus.
2: Now, this is very interesting. What's going on here today? Mm-hmm. I've been I, during my show today where uh, Alice got praised. Lav- lavished upon her. Um, I was let's, let's let's get that out of the way first. Mike in Windsor, Mike, what's
1: going on? Hey, I just wanted to uh, tell you um, I only listen to you and your podcast and 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 Gutfeld. So I'm, oh, I'm not cool. an expert. I'm not a, I'm not an expert on programming, but I have to tell you this: when you redo your contract. You get your wife on this show; she huh. is amazing. I'm she, she, Paul, uh, Tim, Marianne, any of them; they have nothing. And, I mean, you're a nicer guy than she is, and she's wonderful. But she ain't, she ain't letting them get away with nothing. Uh, yeah, you, she is,
2: uh, she is definitely the sharper of the two of us, uh, Mike. I appreciate that. That's very nice. That's Alice Shattuck. She's on my Burn Barrel podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. You get her. Get her a contract there. <laughs> You have a great
2: day. <laughs> you too, Mike. I appreciate it. I'll pass it along, too. Thank you so much. <laughs> I went on to say some nice things about you. Oh, you yeah, did say nice things about I me, mean. yeah. too? Rock-ribbed, Republic, uh, conservative, libertarian, issues-based, smart person. It's, it's, she went at it with some dudes at a party in debate. Clean it up, guys. All right In in the <sighs> debate at a party, some guy got in her face because she was defending Rush Limbaugh, as a matter of fact. And she just held her own, and this big dude, this big lug, was trying to yell at her. Frank in Woodbridge, Frank, what's going on? Okay, you want to hear Frank's call?
3: <laughs> Did he also, also say yes, nice things to yeah. <laughs> Um, All
2: right. So, while I was going, while I was doing the show today, I'm checking in. I've got, I, I've got, I, I now like generally live stream a lot of stuff on my show with the volume down. So I live stream uh, Lamont broadcast I live stream Saki if she's on when my show is on. I'll even live stream a hearing whatever just to pop in and see what's going on. I'll live stream stream stuff on Connecticut uh, CTN Connecticut cable essentially oh, government cable mm-hmm. uh, you can find some good stuff you throw a lot of you know you know throw a lot of lines out there fishing and you find some good stuff. And One of the things I was live streaming was the Rittenhouse trial
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I'm like my, my, my nightmare is that it doesn't is that it the verdict breaks on Todd's show, and I miss it because if it breaks <laughs> on my show, then it's exciting. You can ride it for a while. Nothing. I'm getting the the either the state seal or the PBS thing saying um, the reporting will be back. Uh, we'll be back. Shortly. Nothing at all. One of the reasons why there was nothing except for a little blip was because incredibly, incredibly, I guess you guys heard it. I'll just play the short the short version of it. They actually start the stream for a moment for the judge to make a declaration. And as he reads into the record, I guess, this account that an MSNBC reporter followed the jury pool bus last night Mm -hmm. and was pulled over by a cop, and they saw him. Not only did he follow the jury pool bus last night, um, but the guy then... The guy then... um, W- was pulled over. Let me read. This is a uh, Kenosha news. The judge, and the, anyway, the, the judge has now banned them. Listen to this. The drug, the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial banned MSNBC, MSNBC news from the courthouse Thursday after he said a person who identified himself as a producer was suspended trying to follow a bus containing jurors. In response, NBC issued a statement that said, Last night, a freelancer received a traffic citation. While the traffic violation took place near the jury van, the freelancer never contacted or intended to contact the jurors during deliberations and never photographed or intended to photograph them. We regret this incident and will fully cooperate with the authorities. Uh, Kenosha police said earlier Thursday... If you're
3: not going to contact them and you're not going to photograph them, why do you need to follow them?
2: That's right. and So... (laughs) W, that's correct.
3: Excuse me? Wow.
2: So listen, how far are we into this? The first step on. The first step on is five minutes and 50 seconds Mark the tape. There, Mike from Windsor. There's, your, there's their, uh, your friend Alan Shattuck. Mark the tape. So uh, Kenosha police said uh, earlier Thursday morning that a person was taken into custody after being suspected of trying to photograph jurors. The investigation is ongoing, police said, adding that the person was, quote, issued several traffic-related citations. Uh, Late late Thursday morning in court, uh, Judge Schroeder uh, talked about James J. Morrison. That's the guy who was busted, who claimed he was a producer for NBC. Uh, Schroeder said the individual was following the jury bus the night prior. And uh, the jury in this case is being transported from a different location in a bus with windows covered so that they aren't exposed to anything on one side or another, Schroeder explained. That's been done every day. Uh, Morrison allegedly said he was told to follow the jury bus by his boss in New York identified as Irene Bayon. He was taken in. With, uh, this is a very serious matter. The judge is very t- t- ticked off. So th- this guy told the cops that he was told to follow bu- the bus by Irene Bayon. NBC, though, says, no, what are you talking about? We We, we didn't do that. So, but... Irene Bayan of NBC mm-hmm. and also a court TV guy came out and sent, for some reason, had a really strong defense saying, oh, by the way, just so you know, guys, this happens all the time. It's not a thing. It's just what reporters do. It's good reporting, it, which was odd. And now Stelter's descending, is saying, defending the NBC person saying, oh, guys, nothing happened. But Irene Bayan now has erased her LinkedIn, is erasing all traces of her. But she was listed as an NBC person. Hmm. So they are absolutely busted now trying to tamper with this with this jury. And now you can do the thing that you did a couple of minutes ago as I was building it. Building.
3: Well, if he's not going to contact the jurors and he's not going to photograph them, then why does he need to follow them?
2: Right. It's a very good question. <laughs> It's a very good person- question. Another guy on Twitter, Tony Katz, who was we okay. follow on Twitter, makes another very good point. Why is he explaining to the police for a simple, as NBC said, simple traffic violation? Mm-hmm. Why is he explaining who he is and what he does and everything else? If you, nobody, I never say, when I get a traffic ticket, I never say, oh, yes, well, I I work at the Boston Herald or whatever I was doing at the time. Well,
3: yeah, because the last time that um, they arrested somebody around the jury bus, it was because they were trying to videotape the jurors. So it's potentially because of that, because obviously they have police with them that are supposed to be Yes, but NBC
2: is, once again, NBC is saying that... He wasn't going to do that. No, NBC is saying it's just a traffic violation happened to be near a bus
3: yeah no it's i don't i doubt that because y- like you say like you wouldn't go right. into all that explanation no. so unless it unless you're being pulled over was related to being near the bus
2: which it was and he said admitted as much because mm-hmm. he said i was told to by this lady nobody would know her name the judge wouldn't have said her name if we hadn't know if if, if this guy didn't tell a cop
1: a person who identified himself as james james morrison and who claimed that he was a producer with NBC News, stated that he had been instructed by Ms. Bayon in New York to follow the jury bus. I have instructed that no one from MSNBC News will be permitted in this building for the duration of this trial. Someone who is following... So
2: this is an interesting thing because you could, although it's certainly shady and... You could understand how a reporter would want to know where some jurors live, mm-hmm. because after the trial's over, whatever you want to, you want to talk to them, whatever, etc. Yeah, because it would be probably it's a good it's a good way to get an exclusive. Um, but you can't get caught doing it because it looks absolutely uh, terrible,
3: especially in this case mm-hmm. where you know, the trial isn't over and there is a lot of speculation that part of the reason why it's taking this long is because uh, there's constant protests outside this courthouse and that it's possibly uh, freaking out the jury a little about what's going to happen to them and their families and their loved ones if they deliver the, quote, wrong verdict here. Um, Which is obviously why, like, they've arrested now two different people for trying to film the jury. And, um, I I mean, what blows me away, I guess, is that they're not sequestered.
2: Yeah, no. I I mean, it (laughs)
3: seems like a case where you would want to sequester them, for one thing, because you don't want them to hear and see other random things about the case and like the longer this goes on the more likely it is that they're going to encounter other pieces of information or somebody's going to tell them something they're not supposed to have heard or whatever you know that they're supposed to only be considering what's in front of them and like the longer it goes the more likely that one of these 12 people is going to have some outside source of information. And in addition, obviously, the more likely it is that you're going to, de- somebody's going to be able to identify somebody from what's going on here from, you know, because this reporter probably isn't the only one who's trying to do this. Obviously, I'm sure the activists and the mob are trying to do it too. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's concerning that this is going to impact the verdict in some way. I mean, certainly, right. any of this is giving Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyers reasons to go back and appeal. They're taking notes right now as all this stuff is happening. But
2: right, well, and in, in in really also, the the cover up is bigger in a way as well, or it just speaks to the media. Obviously, we know which way and MSNBC wants this thing to go. There's no doubt about that.
3: But we've seen the joy read every night yelling about it so we all know about it but
2: now you've got msnbc corporate that statement is from Mm -hmm. msnbc corporate lying to law enforcement yeah you know they had already you know they already had the information and this woman ghosting herself now just in like how many other people are going to do this it's remarkable and i love it Mm -hmm. Uh, we'll see how it ends up. I mean,
3: can we get all the reporters kicked out of the (laughs) courtroom? I mean, I don't think there should be video in the courtroom anyway. It, like, bothers me. I think that it's... um, It contributes to the hysteria, for one thing, about the judge. Like, about his ringtone and about the jokes he made and stuff. But also, like, it just... um, you know, I, I don't like any of this stuff. I don't like that there's even the cameras in Congress because I don't like them grandstanding and being useless. Yeah. And like, I I don't like any of that. St- it's not I don't think it's healthy for the court system and for justices and to, for jurors to be exposed to that. You know, like, obviously, the jury's not supposed to be looking at that stuff when they go home at the end of the day. But it's hard to avoid.
2: I I totally agree I totally agree I mean I like it because it's it's just a voyeuristic part of me it's fun yeah no I mean we we all do but the prosecution team talk about LinkedIn those guys should be refreshing their LinkedIn because the the the, the, those guys being photographed I mean those guys being on video Mm -hmm. those bozos the fat guy who's who says everybody takes a beating sometimes and the other guy who's pointing a rifle around the courtroom which is Mm -hmm. just so good yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I still think that that he's they're going to find him guilty on at least something, on one charge.
3: Hmm.
2: Um, and that's not going to be good because it just changes. And somehow that's going to... Well,
3: if he's found guilty of anything, there's going to be appeals. And or,
2: or I mean... the well, Sure, that's fine down the road, but I mean, who knows? The, well, right, yeah. Chauvin yeah. can also appeal. Um, but also, you know, it, it would just... Because the, the left has is now detached from... They're living their own reality, saying mm-hmm. that this is a, something about race, etc. And they've just gone so crazy, especially on MSNBC, mm-hmm. is that that will just validate a whole bunch of the, a lot of the way they've been treating this. Right. Um, And it's just, it's just bad news. Uh, along those lines, did you see any of the
3: Bill Maher Mm-mm.
2: interview with... Um, did you
3: talk about it yesterday? Because I think I saw it in the show description for yesterday. No.
2: No, it might have been a different Bill Mar. My show description for the radio station.
3: No, your show oh. description from yesterday for the Burn Barrel. Oh, podcast. did I? I think it was in here. You said because I noticed it because I didn't. No, I just no. The audio today. oh, maybe it was two days ago. There uh, was the- one day when I wasn't there for part of the show, and it seemed to me, that oh, was Bill mom- Mars right on again, and there was a cool moment on the Laura Ingram show. Right, that was two days ago. Okay, sorry.
2: No, it's okay. But this, but Bill Maher is now making more sense than ever because he, mm-hmm. he, because he's one of the last remaining traditional liberals, right? And so, even though the only problem with this interview is that I just have a couple cuts, is that Cuomo is so stupid that he keeps changing the subject when he because he's so dumb to understand comprehend <laughs> what Maher is saying. But um, but but he but here is Maher talking about what people like about Donald Trump, you know. Cuomo says things like, oh, because these people are, are racist and because they, they don't like the changing neighborhood because it's getting different color. Cuomo comes up with all the dumb reasons for why people like Trump. Marr doesn't. Uh, Marr is pretty much right on. He's, he's wrong about a lot of Trump crap in here, but he is one of the few because he's a liberal and not a progressive who gets it.
4: To, to a lot of people, that's, that's how people talk. And he never backs down, even when he's completely wrong. And done something horrible. But in a world where everyone is always apologizing for everything, that comes off as refreshing. Um, and They
1: also don't believe that he's really guilty of anything. That they don't think about the rest of the political class anyway.
4: No. What a
2: stupid take by this idiot. They don't believe he's guilty of anything. But 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 Mar sets them straight. In other words, Trump voters like me and you, mm-hmm. we saw what he was. Yeah, We saw all the things about him.
4: But that wasn't the point. No, I don't, maybe, I I think, oh please, I think they, they, are, they are not um, benighted to the idea that he has done things that nobody ever has done. I mean, porn stars, messing with porn stars while your wife is pregnant, no, I don't think Bob Dole did that. <laughs> and I don't think they think anyone oh, else
2: jfk essentially did so although it, even more unethical it wasn't a porn star it was like a subordinate
4: else did that either i don't think they think anyone else made fun of handicapped people
2: that's apocryphal trump didn't make fun of handicapped people
3: also some people did like obama said that he was ready for the special olympics when he bowled a 29 or whatever remember right. so it's not it, again not
2: yeah, but that's that said, but these are details. But right. you know, so, in other words, but, but even Trump's like be- behavior—the thing that's misconstrued as be- making fun of a handicapped person—even that's not presidential. Yeah, like we, usually like- they
3: don't like one-off <laughs> do impressions of reporters they don't like. That's atypical. I would say,
2: right? Yeah, saying that like his um, he's well endowed. Essentially, saying his hand size is just fine because he's <laughs> fine down there or something's like okay. Like dudes I know would say it. Generally, the president does, but Mars right on with that. Mm -hmm. because he's a genuine article and everybody is being an absolute p and saying oh i'm sorry if i offended you i'm sorry if i offended you he never says sorry about any damn thing at all
3: Mm -hmm. and not just that people apologize a lot but that there are a lot of groups of people on the left who take apologies as a sign of weakness Mm -hmm. and as a sign that they can bully you yes so i'm personally all for like taking stock of your behavior and like trying to be better and you know apologizing when it's called for but you can't in politics the way it is right now apologize because the left then smells blood in the water and they you know they come after you again every time like you have to let them know that there's no weakness there and you're not going to fall for their stuff
2: Right, which is why this guy is so good.
1: First of all, this idea that somehow conservatism is about like local school boards. It's the United States of America, not the United School Boards or County Commissions of America. So the, state, the states are the primary vehicles to protect people's freedoms, their health, their safety, their welfare in our constitutional system. What Biden is doing is not constitutional. There has never been... There has never been a federal vaccine mandate imposed on the general public. I hear people talk about, you know, they, used, they do things in the military. Yeah, when I was in the military, they used to give me all kind of stuff. Honestly, I wish I would have thought a little bit, but I mean, whatever it was. But that's much different than regulating the military and then imposing it on civilians in society. Right A
2: thousand
3: percent.
1: On. He's yeah.
2: absolutely right on, right on. And he, they were going after him, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, why are you? Why are you giving?" The, the potentially the press is saying, "Hey, why are you blaming Biden for overstepping his constitutional bounds when you're overstepping the bounds of the cities and towns?" That's the gist of this whole thing, right? And DeSantis, when people come at him, he goes right back at these reporters and activists mm-hmm. with such uh, exuberance, right. And mixed with a great um, ability to to deliver cogent thoughts, mm-hmm. that is, it's just it's inspiring. Some people say,
1: "Hey, these local governments wanted to lock down businesses. They wanted to force mandates. They wanted to keep the kids locked out of school." Yeah, you're damn right. I overruled them on that because they were wrong. You don't have the right to do wrong. And if I had not stepped in last year and made sure that these local governments couldn't lock you down, couldn't mandate, we we, we wouldn't let them find. We had kids in school last year because of me, not because of
3: them. It's so true. And I, I mean, I think people forget this, especially conservatives tend to. Uh, And, you know, conservatives like us, where we're in a state where it's very liberal. So we tend to emphasize like the local, like the local politics stuff. And I like Mm -hmm. local politics a lot. But there is nothing that stops local politicians from also being bad, you know, and in a lot of ways they can be worse than the higher up. I mean, we've been through that in towns that we've lived in where, you know, for example, uh... The state of Massachusetts did this thing where they like made these community compacts with local governments so that there would be more local control because that's like a big conservative value, quote unquote. And we have a Republican governor, so they were giving more local control. So what did our town that we lived in before use it to do? They used it to change our speed limit below the state-mandated minimum <laughs> to 25 miles an hour through the whole stupid town. And other st- other towns have gone even lower. The town my mom used to live in, I drove through, and they were working on that locally. They had little signs up all over that said, 20 is plenty. Oh, my God. You're <laughs>
2: so- a bad person if you do that. Uh, only a bad person. So- only a devil worshiper wants the- to lower the speed so limit. So your
3: local government... And, and I mean, obviously, COVID. There's like 20s, a plethora 20s. of examples. You know, our our town here, even after Governor Baker reopened playgrounds, refused to let us reopen our playground because they were like, we don't have an easy way to sanitize it. So, so that's a thing. Of course, we found out after that that's right. not a thing that we don't need to sanitize the playground. <laughs> and so, but they kept it shut for months after Governor Baker said. Uh, playgrounds could reopen I was ready to like do a sit-in at the playground (laughs) and get arrested or something because because it's so insane like local governments can also be terrible and and interfere with your rights in ways that that ought to be offensive to conservative sensibilities you know it's not just that like more local is always better so you know they can screw around with your rights oh
2: god yes (laughs) (laughs) all the time here's another desantis uh, great moment
1: if we would have let them lock the kids out of school last year we would have paid the piper on that for years and years in this state if we had let them lock down businesses and restrict and do all that we would have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. So we had to stand out for people's liberties, their livelihoods, their right to work, people's right to own a business. And it was the right thing to do. But what Biden is doing, he does not have the... He even admitted he doesn't have the authority to do it. The Saki admitted that they don't have the authority to do it. And in fact, even six months ago, they were all saying, of course you never mandate. Of course you never mandate. And so the question is... Do we actually have a constitution that constrains people like Biden? Or is it just when he loses patience, he can do whatever the hell he wants to? No, I'll take the constitution. Thank you very much. Holy He's so
3: right on. Oh, yes. He's so right on. It's, I mean, it's like the Trump thing where people say like, oh, he was saying what we were all thinking, only Mm -hmm. like presented in a better way
2: oh yes totally (laughs) he the fact that he's so articulate Mm -hmm. and he's the only voice loud voice speaking like this right around it's incredible the guy is just is just great
3: yeah and i don't know how much of it is like a function of you know i know that all these other republican governors are jealous christy noem's jealous greg abbott's jealous um I think the Tennessee governor is jealous. I can't even remember his name right now, but he keeps doing stuff too. He's like really just as good as DeSantis on policy. He's doing a great job. But because there's turned into this like media attention and circus and focus on Florida and they've gone after him and he's swung back, it's like created this like cycle where it's feeding into itself and just like making him more and more of a behemoth, like the guy to watch in the Republican uh you know, sort of pre-primary world that we're in here. So, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't know how much of how great he is is just, like, the, this weird function of, like, where the press has gotten obsessed with him and how much is, like, you know, he's actually better than all these other governors. But he certainly is taking advantage of it and doing and saying everything right. Like, I haven't heard him mm-hmm. miss one yet, basically. I completely agree. And just the fact that even, like um his spokesperson uh christina pusha who we've had on here and uh not on here on my other show um and and that she's always like going to bat on twitter and that he stands by her that he yeah. has somebody like that working for him who acts like she does on twitter and goes after people and says stuff and calls people out for things and when The media like AP goes after her and says like your spokesperson is threatening the press or like people complain that she's a Twitter troll and all this stuff like it would be very easy if you were the type of person who's freaked out by bad press to say yeah sorry she's too much let's get rid of her the fact that he stands by her is very significant to me and that he has somebody like that working for him and uh, continues to keep her in that role even as she pisses off all the right people.
2: I completely agree. It's, it's interesting because she's. I have dealt with hundreds, maybe even thousands of flax mm-hmm. communications people, etc. They are generally um, buttoned up, dutiful. Mm-hmm. They never want to be the news. They're extremely risk averse. Right? Exactly. They're it, it, very dutiful um and minimalist in communication you know just mm-hmm. to make the point etc but she is she is not like that whatsoever she is a one in a million I mean she is uh, it, it just in extraordinary actually I guess the only other person although although Kelly and Conway was not a flack but she a- also was so equipped with a gift to throw down mm-hmm. I know that people hate her you know there's a good half of the country can't even think about the, the Kelly and Conway because she. Could, <laughs> She could whip up. Oh, I a drum. think
3: that's also true of Christina Bush too. She just yeah. like there's a bunch of people that just lose their minds whenever she does anything.
2: Yeah, no, they're they're just marvelous, marvelous. I, I love to, to see it, but I mean, you can't not everybody can be that. You can't have everybody. You, 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 you have a civilization <laughs> here, you know. One Lauren Boebert is enough, uh, like in Congress, and. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, I think Christina Pushaw is better than no. Lawrence I know
2: I'm not right saying right what now, I'm but... saying is, is that like you, you can only have so many Christina Pushaws in communications, so many Lauren Boberts in Congress, you know right. So many Trumps, you know, can't have they mm-hmm. all can't have all of them. You yeah, know?
3: we uh, need a little bit of a balancing force. Yes, of, a degree of normality. If yes, well. mm-hmm.
2: exactly. Um, so another sh- thing we talked about today, I talked about today during my work was, and this it's not really a debate but it's terrible i don't know if you heard about this guy um what's his name 20 year old christopher belter in 20 nope in 20 in 20 um he was he was um convicted You know what? I'll play the audio, the drive audio of it so you can hear
4: it. 20-year-old Christopher Belter addressed the courtroom before sentencing for the rape and sexual assault of four teenage girls. Some of his victims were in the courtroom for his sentencing when Niagara County Court Judge Matthew Murphy handed down his sentence of eight years probation. That means Belter won't serve a day behind bars for the crimes that happened at his family's Lewiston home from 2017 to 2018 belter was sentenced as an adult after judge murphy denied him youthful offender status for violating his probation by bypassing monitoring software on his computer to view pornography but judge murphy decided prison time would be inappropriate
1: i agonize
4: I... attorney steve cohen represents one of the victims and is outraged with the sentence Cohen says there were zero consequences for violating his previous probation.
1: He is privileged. He comes from money. He is white for he's being sentenced as an adult appropriately. And for an adult to get away with these crimes without doing jail time is unjust.
4: His client was clearly upset and in tears when the sentence was read.
1: I believe she's in the bathroom throwing up right now. Excuse me.
4: During the sentencing, the prosecutor told the court calling the home where the acts occurred a party house was a disservice to all the victims.
1: It was not a party house case, Judge. It was a house sexual assault. That is what happened there. That is not something that we should look past.
2: And so, this is what my next substack will be. I only got half of it done tonight okay. or tomorrow. And this judge is an old registered Democrat, a good progressive. Mm -hmm. who gave this kid probation Um, in August. this is one of the girls who he raped. It was August 2018. This is the New York Times. And the girl identified in court filings as M.M. was at Mr. Belter's house to spend the night with his sister. It's a friend of his sister's Mm -hmm. before going away the next day. He asked her into his room and then threw her onto the bed, pulled off her clothes and told her to stop being such a baby, according to the court documents, as he was raping her. Uh, at a hearing, the summer she described. Fo- um, it, he at one point he said something like, "If you if you be quiet or stop it, it'll stop hurting or something." It was he said some twisted. He's a twisted, is what he is. Okay, okay? he's a, 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 and entitled. The way even the stuff he, the stuff the other articles I had have been closed, paywalled now. But anyway, it, she described this at the summer as it was happening to her, as he's forcibly doing this stuff. Okay, she described. Focusing her attention on the leaves of a plant in the room as the attack continued until he was done abusing her, and it's like thinking about that as this is happening. Helpless, this monster is on her, she just escaped to watching a plant
4: mm-hmm.
2: and the leaves while it's all happening. And like that's that's, that's so humanizing <clears throat> to bless your <clears throat> story. I can hit your cuff button. Go ahead. <clears throat> there you go. It's so like a. Uh, it's it, it's like a, talk about a trauma. Anyway, I don't want to bring people down here. Okay. Anyway, so my f- f- feeling is this: effing progressives pulling this crap, giving this kid another chance. It's like yeah. how many? So so. It, by the way, he also broke his probation. I don't know if you heard that.
3: Yeah, I heard them. Say.
2: Because he needed to see porn. This entitled monster. Like how how the frig can these people live with themselves? The the girl is in the courtroom, the one who had to go throw up. She's in there. She's given her statement. And this old piece of crap, Democrat, freaking progressive judge, you know, wants to feel good about himself. Here's your second chance, rich boy. This kid's got a huge mansion, by the way, of course. Third He's, chance, right? Right. It's like, it, and like, here you go. So, and it's, it, and it's the progressives do this all the time, you know? No, we have to find the most valuable. So, a woman I know always loved, loved this. She always, she always, her daughter would date every effing loser in high school when I went to high school with her. Mm-hmm. Every loser, abusive piece of crap. And the mother would always try to, she was in social work. The mother would always try to bond and say, oh, you know what? I really like him, Tom. And I would say, you sure you like a <laughs> piece of dirt bag." And And I was like, and eventually I remember thinking to myself, is there any... Just because somebody's a piece of crap doesn't mean you have to like them, you social worker. The guy's a piece of crap, but no, you can the, also
3: still like people,
2: right? Like, but they, they look in this in the courtroom, the judge, and he looks at this p- dirt bag and says, "Oh, I mean, I mean, I don't want to ruin a good. I mean, the kid, he, I don't. It's like, really god." And so my feeling is this: so you have these girls, uh, you have these girls now. This kid essentially bought his way out of the ju- criminal justice mm-hmm. system. You so, what is this girl who had to study the plants while this animal was all over her? What What's the bit of cheer up, kid, advice anybody can give to her?
3: I mean, nothing. There's nothing. I mean, there's right. not. There's nothing that you can. <coughs> <coughs> there's nothing that you can tell somebody who's a victim of a crime like that and the person completely escapes consequences and like I say like you can you know want somebody to grow and be a better person or see the (laughs) the humanity in them and have hope for them and all that stuff and still have them have consequences for what they did which was a terrible violent act which you know violated and and took something away from somebody else that they can't ever make up for you know it's it's astonishing to me that people still get sentences like this and crimes like this. I don't know. I mean, I know that their mandatory minimums have their own issues or whatever, but it is just interesting that um, that somehow, even after like all the Me Too stuff and all the whatever, like people are still doing this, and it's like they don't nothing happens to them.
2: It's uh, it's like amazing. Yeah, it, but it, but you know. It, That's why. Don't do it. Don't do it. (sighs) Okay. um, So, uh, Pelosi, is this true? Nancy Pelosi's having the vote. She's
3: doing the vote on it tonight, yeah. Really? Yeah. The CBO score came out and they're doing the vote. Then it goes to the Senate, yeah.
2: So, this will pass the House, right? Yes. Okay. I mean,
3: she wouldn't be having the vote if... It weren't going to pass the House. Okay. So, this
2: is the human infrastructure one. So, um, does she think that Mansion and Cinema are on board?
3: I guess. Or,
2: I don't know. or either way, I guess it, it provides cover for House Dems.
3: hmm. Because they voted uh, on it, they did their job.
2: Right. Well, that's a suit. Uh, well, not purple House Dems. hmm. For purple House Dems, this is not a good thing if no, they vote it's bad. for it. Right. And those are the ones who are surely going to be wiped out.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I would give cover for the others because nobody's voting AOC out.
3: Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, well, whatever. But, yeah, I mean, presumably it's going to pass the House because that'll have everybody on board with it. And, um, you know, the CBO score that came out is it's going to add like uh, three or four hundred billion to the deficit, I think. Uh, three hundred and sixty-seven billion dollars to the deficit. So I didn't get a chance to really look into it and see um what that actually is in spend that's offset by new taxes. Um,
2: it's okay anyway. It, it, we'll see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think not- it's
3: if it's the same as it has been. I think it's like one point nine trillion or something, one point seven trillion, or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, in terms of new spending, but then it's. You know, they offset a bunch with taxes, although they can't offset nearly as much with taxes because they gave this stupid handout to wealthy blue state Democrats with big houses. That's the salt. The uh, salt thing. thing. So so it remains to be seen and like bernie sanders has been really upset about that that they would put that in there because that it's it's something like you know 99% of the salt goes to like really yeah. high income people it's incredible it is incredible it's it's i mean it's a tax cut for the very rich which i mean like i'm in favor of tax cuts generally but um the thing that bothers me about salt is that liberals use it to essentially um you know, pay for their really high taxes in blue states by taking it off their federal taxes. You know, and they so it it makes it easier for mm-hmm. them to make taxes super high in their own states because they don't feel the pinch of it as much because they're just offsetting it with the, the federal. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's what what's annoying about it. But
2: anyway. uh, in other news, um, Alexander Alejandro, sorry, uh, Mayorkas, um it was. Um, was in the Department of Homeland Security. He's probably, probably going to be the first guy, or should be the first guy to get fired in the White (laughs) House. Um, And anyway, Marsha Blackburn took it to him, and he uh, is breaking under the strain. In
1: 2020, there were individuals who crossed illegally into the United States.
4: These are all on your watch.
1: And committed crimes.
4: These are all on your watch.
1: Is it... um, is it your position that the prior administration bears responsibility for that?
4: I'm asking the questions, and these are all on your watch.
1: Quite an exchange there. Ooh. Good morning. Welcome back to the show. Thank I'm you, Bob. Rob.
2: I used to work with that guy.
4: Yeah.
2: Uh, yes. Um, and the last piece of uh, important news I have, and Alice, I need to hear this from you. I need to hear your take on this. Mm-hmm. You gonna, you're about to be objectified. Okay. You look great, by the way, today. That is a very lovely uh, Blouse.
3: Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Uh, okay, where is it? Where is it? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> Need to get your take on this right here.
4: A woman living on Nantucket wants people to feel free to bear it all. She wants all beaches on the island to allow people to go topless. She says this would ensure gender equality. Local voters will consider the measure at Nantucket's town meeting next May. <laughs>
2: Okay. So have you have you been at topless at a topless beach? No, never. Never? Not even in in Crete or wherever that is. Mauritania?
3: Serbia? No. Montenegro? Yeah, yes. No. Really? I haven't gone to a topless beach or a nude beach. No.
2: Have you uh
3: generally speaking I cover my breasts in public.
2: Oh okay. Generally, it's speaking. a thing that I do. You've never flashed anybody?
3: Mm-mm.
2: <laughs> that is no fun. What have you done along those lines? Nothing. Oh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything because I can't say anything. Uh, what's, your t- what's your take on women for gender equity being able to be topless at a beach?
3: I don't think it's the same thing because women have breasts, right?
2: Yeah, but so, it's- sh- so men have uh, you know muscles and other parts of their body. Women's breasts are uh, mammaries, right? They're for...
3: I think it's part of this whole thing where the left wants us to think that there's like just some continuum and no real Mm -hmm. difference between men and women but men and women are different and women's bodies are different and breasts in public is different from you know men's chests in public it's just different I'm sorry it just is I don't know like you can't they can play pretend all they want but there's no like it's a completely different thing i don't know why there's confusion about this
2: it is a different thing i think i don't think it would be a different thing if it were all just women on the beach
3: yeah maybe i mean and obviously there's some like indigenous cultures where like people didn't wear shirts and stuff like Mm -hmm. island peoples and whatever but i like don't and you know there's probably like African tribes where people don't cover okay, their breasts get and us in trouble. I'm not, how is that in trouble? It's true, isn't it?
2: Okay, yes, I guess so. Okay. Okay.
3: So, I mean, there's cultures where people don't wear shirts, but like we live in one where women cover their breasts and like there's no culture in which men and women's clothing is not differentiated culturally.
2: Okay. Okay. I also think that uh, men really, men, breasts are two men. Mm-hmm. All sexual in no function. Not me. Other men, lesser men. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, um, like who was it? Uh, just hold on one second. Who was it? Who was it? Who said this? <laughs> no. Hold on. Like Mike and Windsor. Not me. But but the, any well, straight men, if they go to a beach beach full of breasts, will see. Um, um, alluring breasts, mm-hmm. the wonderful sex. It doesn't matter if they're there for an hour or days or week or weeks or months. Mm-hmm. Men look at the female form, even when clothed. clothed. Right, you know. So when when unclothed, well, they that's even better. So men will always, always. Look at females in a, oh, almost always, in a sexual way if that person's pleasing to them biologically. Right?
3: I would think so, Don't yes. be
2: silent when I'm saying this crap, Alice, because it's very I wouldn't want to
3: be a step-on wife. <laughs> so I need to make no, sure you get to I need make your on. point? I
2: need stepping on. When I'm going walking through a, a uh, minefield, this is when it's important. I need a human shield, Alice At least I said something <laughs> wrong
3: no i mean i I don't disagree like I think that it, I think that women's breasts should be covered up in public I just do or, or you know, or that there should be specific places i mean I guess like. I guess if you want to have topless beaches some places and people know they're going to be topless mm-hmm. and that's the thing of the beach. But, like, I don't think Nantucket has to have every beach be a topless beach because of, like, equality. I think mean, that's nuts. It's crazy behavior. Yeah. Like, it, you know, the, not everything has to be crazy all the time. I agree. You know, it, we should be allowed to have spaces where people wear clothes and stuff.
2: Liberals. I agree. (laughs) I agree. All right. Are we back on YouTube yet?
3: No, it's going to be a while. And we have to make sure not to do it again before January 19th. Our channel is going away forever. I didn't
2: do anything wrong.
3: You didn't, but they think we did, so we have to.
2: I didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. regret nothing. Uh, All right. Anything we should say to the folks? Everybody, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks for all the kind words. I got a bunch of uh, messages from people from... Mm -hmm. Uh, new friends of the show and listeners. That's awesome. By the way, you saw that I sent you the one from, uh, from British Columbia, right?
3: I don't know if I saw I, that. It's a screenshot. Look, check your screenshots. I just got off work. Check your screen my screenshots. But I love all your Connecticut people. I love them. We may visit them in December. Can you see, look at your text, please? My texts.
2: From Tom Shattuck. Okay. There you go. She's checking her texts right now. She's wearing a white blouse. Oh, I guess you—some of you guys can see her if you're on <laughs> Crumble or wherever wherever you go when you're not on Crumble. Are you not anymore? Um,
4: um.
2: Hmm. Slow phone.
3: Um, Matt, read it. Shaddock, These YouTube tyrants are unbelievable. Holy bleep. Love the show. Daily listener here in Vancouver, British Columbia. First heard you on Jerry's Pod and have enjoyed you and Alice on the Burn Barrel ever since. Thanks for bringing entertaining content. Isn't that great? That is great. I love it. Vancouver. That's amazing. The Burn Barrel knows no uh, borders. It just, it's internationally applicable everywhere. We've got fans in Australia.
2: You know what, Alice? Mm-hmm. It's feasible. It's feasible that the actual burn barrel smoke in debris has made its way to vancouver
3: i mean sure if wildfires out west can make it hazy here
2: absolutely there's probably particles
3: of burn barrel haze filtering through the skies up there by umat right now as we speak so Thank you so much everybody um, You can reach out to us on Twitter We are at Pod on there We are at facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also email us if you want to That's Podcast at gmail.com And we are at burnbarrelpodcast.com uh, YouTube, as Tom mentioned, has cases off So if you're used to watching the videos on there They are not there They are on Rumble Where you can find our other channel there
1: C'est la vie.